With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Oh! Mm. Oh my god, there is a dog. Oh, hi Lily. Hello, hello. How you doing? Hello, hello doggo. That's Walter. He's shy. He's grumpy. He's only bit one person, and it was a six-year-old boy who hit him in the head at a toy store. So I figured... tracks. Makes sense. I, too, would hit a six-year-old boy in the head. But he does growl. Go to sleep, buddy. (laughs) Go to sleep. One, two. Hey, how's it going? Does that sound good? All right. I guess we're all set. Yohai? Yep. So, Michael, I'm very excited to say that I have brought you a Red Bull for this episode. I see that, and I'm thankful for it. All right. So I guess first and foremost, let us uh, let us crack open oh, our, yeah, let's our crack Red Bulls. All right. So this see. is Red Bull with taurine. When Ooh. Red Bull came out, Ooh. everyone kind of went, what the shit is that? See, I don't even remember this happening. So this yeah. is... Here we go. Ready to crack? Right, ready? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a that was a little crack there. Is this All what right. it sounds like when they start their car engines? From iHeartMedia and Sports Illustrated Studios, this is Choosing Sides. F1. Wow! Michael, yeah. can you guess who we're talking about today? Uh, Red Bull. 
Sorry to Sugar say, free. no. <laughs> it's Ferrari's day. It's, no. it's Williams. <laughs> Williams. Yeah. I love how you still don't know what Williams is. You just know Williams comes up. I like their colors. That's true. They're very classy. I like their colors. So maybe that's, and maybe what we're going to find through all of this extensive research by you and all the other researching producers uh, <laughs> is that dumb Michael just wants cool colors. Yeah. You know? You know, which is why probably how we all pick a lot of our teams. All right. So our last two episodes, we were all about Mercedes, you know, the team of hyper-efficiency. They're this natural extension from a luxury car brand. Today, we're kind of going in the opposite direction. So let's talk about Red Bull. So that was Jenny Gao, prominent F1 reporter for the BBC and other outlets. They are basically a, a drinking team. Because Red Bull gives you wings, everybody knows it's a you know it's a drink. Red Bull is a is a very different team to Mercedes. Mercedes is a global automotive brand who are only interested in selling cars off the back of winning world championships. That's kind of what they do. Whereas Red Bull are there as a marketing exercise for Dietrich Mateschitz and his um, Red Bull Drinks company. Before we get to Red Bull in Formula One. We have to get a little bit of a history lesson in Red Bull. Dietrich Mateschitz, who owns Red Bull, um, is kind of quite an enigma. He very rarely turns up to an F1 race. He's not there kind of cheering on from the sidelines like a lot of the owners that we see um, of, of any sports team. He's very much in the background. He actually has said he prefers to watch races on TV, hmm. which is the most rich person thing right. to spend hundreds of millions of dollars on something and not even be there in person to see it often. He's very much in the background, but it was a marketing exercise, first and foremost, for them to get into Formula One. It's been relatively successful as well. I, I hear they sell some drinks. So I'm going to sound a little bit like I'm a Harvard MBA student for just like a couple of minutes, so bear with me. I'm curious to learn about the company, to be honest with you. I have no fucking clue how I was introduced to Red Bull. Excellent. So the company was founded in the form that we know it in, in 1987, by this Austrian guy mm. named Diedrich Mateschitz, mm -hmm. which is quite a name. What a surprise. Another very rich, old white guy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Diedrich is a billionaire, mm -hmm. which means that he has said some controversial things in his <laughs> life. More recently, in 2017, he said that Austria should close its borders to refugees mm -hmm. and express support for Donald Trump. This was during Trump's mm -hmm. presidency, mm -hmm. which obviously makes both of those things make people feel lots of things mm -hmm. about our dear Dietrich. They don't vitalize. <laughs> they, they do not <laughs> vitalize. Okay, so moving on to Red Bull the Drink. Dietrich did not actually create Red Bull the Drink. Mm. Red Bull the Drink was actually created in the mid-1970s by a guy named Chilea Uvidia. He has this idea, because he comes from a farming family, that he wants to create something that gives a little extra pep mm -hmm. when folks are feeling tired. And he really wanted to create something for the working class, for farmers, for bus drivers, for taxi drivers, yeah. really a man of the people, <laughs> this Chileo. And he creates a drink called Krating Dang. Krating Dang. Uh, in, in Thailand, it means Red Bull. So he comes up with the idea of Red Bull. Mm -hmm. He puts it in medicine-looking bottles. Mm. So it looks like almost a prescription, mm -hmm. but even though it's a, a thing you can just buy at the store. And, yeah, what really separated it from other kind of drinks in general at the time was that it was really yeah, catering towards a working class market. Interesting. So that was sort of his his whole thing. Uh, Dietrich, on a business trip, discovers 
this drink and he has it when he's really tired and just trying to fly home or, or do whatever. And he thinks it's genius. Uh, he wants to bring it over to the West because he thinks there's a huge market. And keep in mind, by this time in you know the 70s and 80s, there's there's not really an energy drink market. No. That's not really a thing that you no. create. Yeah. Coffee. Exactly. That, and it was really bad coffee. Exactly. Yeah. The other thing he did when he brought it over to the West is he tweaked the formula. So there is more sugar. There's actually 33% more caffeine in like this original European version and the, the version that we see today in the States than the original drink. He also adds carbonation to it, yeah. which was new. So it really seems, yeah, less and less like a medicinal thing and yeah. more like what we see today. He added the the new, you know, packaging and the logo yeah. and, and all of this stuff. Uh, just for a slight economic detour, Red Bull does still hold 38% of the market share of energy drinks. So it's the most popular energy drink on the planet, and it has sold over 75 billion cans since 1987. <laughs> what a success story. My God. It does fascinate me that that, that we think as humans, <laughs> are, we're so stimulated in life as it is. And this, of course, makes sense because what we really need is a drink to calm us down. But instead, the market wants a drink that keeps us going. We're always on that hamster wheel and of I'm life. Drinking, and I'm drinking it right now. <laughs> Yeah. So the other big thing mm -hmm. that Dietrich brings to the table is he's a big, long time, you know, lifelong sports fan. Mm -hmm. He loves sports. Mm -hmm. He's trying to figure out how to market this drink mm -hmm. in a brand new space. People don't drink energy drinks. So so what does he do? He has this great idea that their biggest tactic is going to be aligning the company with extreme sports and extreme physical and athletic feats. All right. Stand up on the exterior step. Keep your head down. And our guardian angel will take care of you. They sponsored a daredevil named Felix Baumgartner, who went skydiving from that's space. Right. Yeah, it was that whole big thing. They put him up in this little I capsule 20 right. miles above Earth, and then he free fell and then parachuted. Yeah. Can anybody understand him? See if you can get a respiratory count. And Red Bull was everywhere. It was absolutely everywhere. They did films on it. Yeah, they had all yeah. sorts of promo. Yeah. It, it was truly everywhere. Let me know when you're really ready. You're ready. Uh, they also have sponsored numerous base jumpers. So they'll say, hey, yeah. jump out of this high thing and then fly through this tiny crack in a cliff and hopefully right. you don't die because that would be really bad for our stunt. Three, two, one. Diving. Uh, they have had time. They had a stunt where they had pilots attempt to switch planes midair. Uh, they also had a guy break the world record in snowmobile jumping. Sure. Oh, That's going to your sled. You name it, if it's an extreme sport or just kind of an absurd feat, yeah. Red Bull probably is sponsoring it or at least has a hand in it. Yeah. Most people hate this shit, but I love it. The list goes on and on with Red Bull. What is Red Bull going for here? You're like, what is, the, what is this branding? But I guess in a market filled with drink, you've got to break through somehow. you got to get eyeballs on you. And they have done that. Yeah. So the big question is, how does Red Bull end up owning teams on the Formula One grid and becoming this big successful team? So it's similar to how Mercedes was kind of supplying things to teams that were already on the grid long before they themselves joined. Red Bull was a sponsor before they joined in the mid-2000s, and they decided to start looking into a team. And at the end of the 2004 season, they purchased an F1 team. Uh, at the time, it was Jaguar. 
and start building it up for the 2005 season. We'll get into more of the team history after this break. We've got to sell some ads. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Remember how we talked about with Mercedes, how they would kind of supply yeah. their their various stuff to other teams? That's what basically what Red Bull has to do is buy all of these different car parts, you know, the power unit, the chassis, yeah. all this stuff from other manufacturers to kind of build up this, this car. Uh, and they do, you know, like most teams, it takes a little while to get going. Uh, but they really hit their stride starting in the 2010 season, and they proceed to win four... Uh, world championships, both constructor and driver's wow. championships uh, for 2010 through 2013. Brilliant, brilliant drive. You joined the greats. Well done. Yes, yes. Bowing before the bull. Sebastian Vettel, world champion in 2010, 11, 
12 and now 13. For Red Bull, the Constructors' Championship is coming their way as well. Joining McLaren and Ferrari as the only constructors to win four consecutive world titles. So obviously, I'm sure you're wondering, how does a team that's just a couple years into the sport suddenly win four world championships? Yeah, I mean, isn't that what everybody wants to do? But it's that's very difficult. Exactly. Yeah. Again, speaking to the culture, uh, they were very good at poaching people. Uh. And one of the people they poached was this genius engineer named Adrian Newey. You hear Nui's name kind of come up a lot, especially amongst kind of like tech nerds who love the technical aspects of right, F1. Right, right. So Adrian Nui, he has basically won or created, you know, world championship winning cars for multiple teams over the years, whether it's Williams, McLaren, Red Bull, you name it. He he's he's somehow involved. Uh, his big thing is he's great at aerodynamics okay. and he is great at going into the regulations and figuring out every loophole, right. every way to skirt around <laughs> what's been assigned for for the cars. Uh, he's a real nerd in that way. He's talked about loving reading the, the regulation book and reading through the rules. And then right. he finds kind of funky, weird ways to to get around that. So that's kind of his deal. And Red Bull, you know, kind of snatched him up. Okay. And, and it really helped them sort of in the end of that era figure out what was going to work best for them. So so that that's kind of some of Red Bull's secret sauce or special sauce, if you will, is Adrian Newey. Yeah. Uh, it does seem like the tech side are the other stars – but you don't see them plastered on the cans and the and the in the TV as much. Well, within within F one, and I I will say that unlike Mercedes, which has been truly dominant for you know most of those eight years that they were they were really in it to win it and winning everything, uh, Red Bull is a little bit touch and go. So actually, two of these four championships they win by mere points. I'm talking two to four points for Seb over the second place finisher in both cases was this guy Fernando Alonso, who we will also talk about uh, this season. And I think what's also important to note with Seb and with with Red Bull is they were not quiet about their wins, right? Right. So Seb, for instance, uh, when he won one of the world championships, finishes up the race and starts doing donuts in his F1 car. I wonder how much that will cost him in fines, but it's probably worth it. And that's not common in Formula One because NASCAR, that's all, all day long. You have teams do stuff with their cars, but Red Bull takes it to another level. So they, for instance, they had two cars. They fitted them with these, like, pieces on the front to make them quote-unquote play rugby against each other so you can see the two cars oh, like fighting that's what back that and is. forth okay you've got uh, they they put like special like chains on the tires mm-hmm. and, and drove across the tundra basically right uh and then they also yeah like do kinds of zero gravity stuff with right with their cars right and everything is well documented of course well photographed well posted i mean you know it's marketing Red Bull has this branding of extreme. You're not going to see Mercedes playing rugby with its car. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I kind of get what they're going for. And uh, and it definitely is a specific attitude. As a Formula One team, I find them very aggressive. So that's Formula One journalist Tony Cowan-Brown. Red Bull follow this narrative that men, is this a boys club and these are men and real men and they don't cry and they scream and they shout, which I'm like, that is so archaic to me. That is just, it's just not the way the world is heading. But that's not to say that's bad. Some people actually love that, that sort of mentality of being fierce and unstoppable and unapologetic and, you know, flipping table. Great go for it. So that, that that's sort of, to paint a picture of how Red Bull's F1 team 
kind of, you know, distinguishes itself. So uh, Red Bull is on top of the world, you know, coming out of 2013, as we know from our Mercedes episodes. Mm -hmm. There is then a regulation shift right. that begins in 2014. Unfortunately for Red Bull, yeah, Mercedes begins to really soar. They really hit their stride after a couple years of just getting up to speed. And Red Bull starts to have some issues with consistency. They also have issues with driver pairings. And uh, and, and it all just becomes a little bit rough for, for many years. Right. All right. So I think the most important thing about Red Bull as a team is the the culture there. It's all about pressure. It's all about performing on the spot. It's all about you either swim or you sink. So my name is Aldous Kowalskis, and I basically just cover the world of Formula One. Red Bull, they're a very cutthroat team, no doubt about it. But that competitive edge is ultimately what drives the entire team. You know, that's what kind of motivates the, the guys around them. They want to be younger. They want to be cooler. They want to be hip. They want to have loud music playing in the garage. They want to be the young guns of F1. Yeah, it's a very different team to Mercedes because when it comes to Mercedes, it's all about working together and kind of really doing things by the book, if that makes sense. Whilst with Red Bull, they're a bit more of a wild card, but that's just what kind of makes them special. It's almost like a pressure cooker within the pressure cooker mm. of Formula One. As an outsider, and this is what perspective is helpful, because now maybe I, after seeing a little bit about the Red Bull team, I have a different opinion about the Mercedes team. Mm -hmm. But Red Bull doesn't, to me, doesn't exude class. Ooh. Maybe hyper-masculine, uh, we're happy to talk shit to you, win at all costs type vibe. Not sure if that's accurate, but that's my first takeaway on it. They're definitely, I would say, a little bit grittier in terms yeah. of personality. Yeah. But I mean, a Red Bull, how much How much does each Red Bull cost? I think these were what, like... Was it $3? 2 two fifty, yeah, yeah. Something like that. And how much does a Mercedes cost? Seventy thousand dollars Not no? $250. Yeah, 250 <laughs> So it's like, it does, it, it might come down to that, that that uh, Red Bull does need to be more uh, power to the people type vibe. Which, again, is very funny considering its origin story. Yeah. <laughs> but sure, that Dietrich <laughs> loves loves the people. Uh, so I think nothing better kind of exudes this whole pressure cooker within a pressure cooker mentality at Red Bull than their young driver program. They've always been very invested in young drivers. They are the teams, to be honest, most big teams like Ferrari, Mercedes, they don't just give a young driver, you know, the keys to the kingdom and potentially a seat at a winning team unless they have a couple of years of experience or even more in some cases. Red Bull is not like that. They do not mind kind of throwing a spanner into the works and giving a very young driver, a, you know, a chance to win races. And that's kind of been their philosophy. However, if that young driver doesn't perform, there's... You know, the arm around the shoulder approach does not last very long and they get cut. They will sponsor a ton of mm -hmm. young drivers, obviously almost entirely men, uh, and they will give them the machinery. So they'll say, hey, we'll put you in a car, you know, Red Bull car sponsored by Red Bull, whatever. And that sounds really great, right? If you're like 14, 15, 16, you know, yeah. Red Bull wants to sponsor you. You, you know, you're, you're a little unproven, but they're, they're willing to give you a chance. Yeah. Uh, the big problem is that Red Bull also has no problem dumping drivers sure. very quickly. Sure. So they throw you in a seat. If you're not doing well within a couple races or a season, you're out of there. They, yeah. They're known, notoriously known for kind of signing yeah. people very quickly and dropping them just as quickly. Yeah. I think for a lot of teams... They really try to push that the drivers work together as best as they can to get the most points for the team. This is Sarah Levinson, a motorsports comms expert and F1 superfan. Red Bull is unique in which they are definitely more driven by 
driver first, team second. There has definitely always been a history of really strong rivalry within the team. In the past five years, there has been really one main driver, which is Max Verstappen, and a myriad of second drivers that they're kind of shifting in to see who competes best alongside Max, but also who doesn't get in his way. A lot of these other second drivers for Red Bull, they only last a few months before they're replaced. They know that they get one shot, one chance, and if they don't perform immediately, then they don't get to keep that shot. They don't get to keep that chance. Obviously, that can create a lot of chaos and just a lot of rivalry within the team for certain seats and, and right. also questions over who gets what. Right. What the f*** are we doing here? What is stupid action? I'm going home, you. Wow. Okay. The flip side of this is because they have so many people and in and out or whatever, is that they do, in fact, find some great talent and many drivers on the grid. Sometimes I think at one point it was as many as 12 out of 20 drivers had their origin stories kind of infused with Red Bull. So they are, in fact, you know, able to produce results, but it's not because they mentor one kid at a time or something. Okay, got it. It it kind of comes with pros and cons. Uh, We'll talk about, too, is the issue of... um, some of the leadership is pretty mouthy about what's going on with their drivers and, and their their uh, their leadership has no problem saying when they've got an issue with their own drivers, right. which also is probably not great for the psyche of young athletes, right. as you can probably attest right. to. Yeah. Who's running the show at Red Bull? Who's the uh, Toto at Red Bull? And I'm sure he would love to be described that way. I'm sure Christian <laughs> is going to just completely melt into a puddle <laughs> Comparison. Punch me through the podcast listening device. Exactly. Exactly. So there's two names that will typically pop up in F1 media when it comes to Red Bull. Unfortunately, it's not Adrian Newey, who is Yochai's favorite person. Uh, (laughs) So the two names are going to be Christian Horner. He is the team principal. So he's number one. And the second name we're going to hear a lot is Helmut Marko, who is a former racing driver himself. Uh, he's an official advisor to the team, and he also runs their Young Drivers program. So he's really in charge of finding the talent and cultivating the talent, and often also dumping the talent when they are not doing well. Both are known for quite a bit of shit-stirring. Sure. Uh, But anyway, so let's start with Christian. He's definitely one of the younger team principals and was much younger when he first came on as Red Bull's team principal. He's been there from pretty much the beginning. How about we mix things up a bit with a little bit of spice? Ginger spice, to be exact. A fun fact about him, he's married to Jerry Hallowell, who many Gen Xers and millennials will know as Ginger Spice of the Spice Girls. Oh, you had teased that last time. Out you come, Jerry Horner. From what I can see of Christian, he, he he doesn't shy away from a camera. Definitely does not, and always puts his own spin on things. Sure, sure. <laughs> I think he's needs to see a psychiatrist personally. But um, if you weren't an F one team boss, what would you be? Um, I wanted to be a stunt driver when I was younger, so um, maybe a bit of modelling as well. You know, I don't need to go to dinner with Toto. You know, I don't need to kiss his ass or anything like that. You know what it means in Mexico. You know what it means. Big dick. There are people who who really do like Christian's whole shtick, and there are people who really don't. He did recently say, uh, when asked about the rise in popularity of F1, he said, oh, yes, you know, young girls are really loving the sport for all of the, you know, the hot drivers. I'm paraphrasing, but that was the sentiment, and that did not go over well with a certain subset of Formula One fans. What an odd thing to say. Which subset didn't like that? (laughs) In a world of Christian Horners, be a Lewis Hamilton. That's Christian. He kind of stinks to me of do as I say, not as I do. 
that is a hundred percent yeah it kind of stinks of like hey i i I placed last but here's what you have to do to place first that's i've had some of these coaches or whatever you call it keep in mind i've known this guy for six minutes (laughs) yeah so that's christian and christian's right-hand man Helmut Marco. Helmut Marco was a fantastic driver back in the day. He raced Formula One. He won the 24 Hour of Le Mans race, one of the most difficult races in the world, and he managed to still win that. And now he manages the talent through Red Bull, and that's fine because obviously he sort of knows the sport and knows talent when he sees it. First and last name, Josh Revel. And can you give me sort of your who you are in the world of Formula One and motorsports? Ah, uh, geez. I guess um probably would re- proclaim myself as the informative jester of Formula One YouTube. Presenting things in a way that is colloquial and somewhat demented at times. So Helmet definitely is known for more than a few controversial statements. Okay. A good afternoon with Helmet Marco is for him to call you up after the race and say that you're a waste of life. And that's how he tends to motivate his drivers. He's um, he's like that. He's, he's an ass. But, you know, at the same time, you look at the turnover of uh, drivers who have been in the academy and gotten over into Formula One, and it's high. I think it's like there are about six drivers on the current grid who have been through the Red Bull program at some point. There are quite a lot of those drivers out there, and what they're doing is successful. They do, in fact, find some great talent. At one point, it was as many as 12 out of 20 drivers had their origin stories right. kind of infused with Red Bull. So they are, in fact, you know, able to produce results. But at the same time, you know, there are a lot of people that don't like these characters. And I'm, I'm not saying I don't like them either. I just look at them and I just think, I've seen better humans in my life. I'll just put it that way. You know, I'm getting the sense that this is such high pressure with such ego. And so you're going to get some pressure having to be released all the time from a helmet to a Christian to the driver to the Formula One governing body. So I would think the people that are best successful and the teams that are best successful are willing to let some of this ego flaring exist. So if you're Christian and you got helmet and he's awesome for your team, but he does kind of flare sometimes, you kind of have to let it happen, I would think. And often, too, they're not the most aware bunch in Formula One or well-informed. <laughs> so whereas we might say, hey, helmet, that, that comment was kind of xenophobic. Yeah. You know, yeah. It doesn't even register no. for Christian if he even hears no. the comment, right? You know, the first video I saw of Christian, he was riding a horse. The second video I saw was him skeet shooting. You know, these are not – this is not – socially progressive woke sport it is not (laughs) and in some ways i as a consumer appreciate like i said this before that they're just kind of in this lane bubble and they're and they're just doing just fine with it yeah (laughs) Yeah. i don't think christian's losing sleep at night over these questions or these issues yeah yeah quick break and we're back this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. 
Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. So so what are you thinking as we kind of wrap up the uh, the team portion of this two-parter? I really like that Red Bull has a team. I like that it's $2.50 that we can get it at the bodega down the street and that brand has a Formula One team because Mercedes isn't like that. Christian seems like a lot of coaches I've had that are mad all the time, but really it's because they're just not winning. <laughs> I mean, a co- a really competitive coach is pissed off all the time about something. Even if they're number one, they're mad that practice didn't go well today. They're always pissed. So I get it. And I think some of it's shtick. I think some of it's trying to get his play, you know, fake it till you make it. But are they the team for me? I don't know. And I don't know enough about I need to know about the drivers. And for my senses, Max rubs people the wrong way also. Is that right? Can have that effect okay. on people. <laughs> so I'm wondering if maybe this team, uh, maybe this team is a lot of birds of a feather stick together type thing. But uh, I'm excited to see who is actually in the car racing. Well, we have got quite an episode coming for you. So Come on. <laughs> so yeah. So next next episode, we are continuing on with our journey through the Red Bull team, yep. and we have got two very different drivers. We've got a guy who 
depending on who you talk to, is either, you know, the next Michael Schumacher, mm-hmm. Lewis Hamilton mm-hmm. type. Other people might say he's one of the villains, if not the villain of the grid. You're talking about Max? Yeah. Yeah, because he's got the jawline of Doc. He's, he's got the face <laughs> he's got that something looks going like on there. a villain. Uh, and yeah. then you have another driver who is really chill playing second fiddle, which is a very interesting yeah. dynamic. He's kind of a good guy, yeah. the family guy. And, uh, and the, yeah, they're two very different drivers who are kind of stuck together on this team. I think Red Bull has done an excellent job branding and marketing themselves from start to finish. I at first thought this was an odd pairing, Formula One, but it is so extreme. It is so high pressure. The logo of Red Bull are two Red Bulls charging each other, uh, and it makes sense. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Cool. I'm um... Michael Costa. <laughs> <laughs> Yohai, anything you wanted us to add or to say? I think it's a wrap. Walter, that's a wrap, buddy. Do you even know this dog is here? No, I kept forgetting it. And then I'd be like, oh yeah, there's a tiny creature. This has been Choosing Sides, F1. A production of Sports Illustrated Studios and iHeartRadio. The show is hosted by Michael Costa and Lily Herman. This episode was produced by Lily Herman and our senior producer, Yohai Maital who also did the sound design. At the Cutting Room Studios, we are recorded by engineer Rob O'Leary II. Mastering by Sella Weisblum. Max Miller is the executive producer. And Brandon Getchus is head of audio at SI Studios. At iHeartRadio, Sean Titone is our executive producer. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate us and tell your friends. It'll mean a lot. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. 
Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.